Hello, welcome to episode 17 of We Don't Talk About the Weather, political discussion that to the uninitiated may just sound like melting and sweating. The weather's fucking horrible this week. We it's have to talk about the weather. So it's fucking hot. appalling. It's so I fucking hate it. hot. I'm you moving. all know this probably. I'm moving. Unless my shoes you're are melting. Fucking Aberdeen. It's... I shaved my beard off and I hate it. I l- <laughs> Holly was really upset. She said it lo- I looked like I did when we first met. Um, <laughs> all baby faced. Yeah. <laughs> and she said it in a way that was like, so you, you never liked me? <laughs> I wore you down, did I? <laughs> but yeah, I hate it. I do I do stupid things in the heat. I do things like shaving my beard off yeah. in an attempt to make myself feel better. <clears throat> maybe, maybe feel like I'm better. lucky that where I work has like decent air conditioning so I can actually have some of the day not hmm. dying. I was eyeing up a kimono. <laughs> did it all stop me from buying a kimono? The fact that you were eyeing up buying a kimono. <laughs> well, yeah, the description said... It's an, a necessity for any gentleman. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> I looked at some sandals. <laughs> sandals, less bad. I can, mm. I can still, you know, wearing around the house, sandals, maybe. But nothing's going to do it because no. the air temperature is as hot as you are inside of your clothes. There's no, there's no, yeah, there's no way out. No, we're stuck. We're stuck here in this vile, yeah. hot And it's going to get, it's going to be hot again tomorrow and then it's going to break on Thursday. That's not. Apparently. It's not. Back down to a lush 23 degrees. Fuck this shit. It's too hot. It's, it's actually too hot to do anything. It's yeah. over twice what I can deal with. <laughs> so you can only deal with temperatures up to like 13 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Yes. That's a, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm... I'm it's one of those times where I am, yes, I am very Welsh. It's one of those things I should just where be like... like in the opposite side of a cold mountain. Last year, I had my like, oh, okay, I'm going to embrace the summer this year. <laughs> I'm going to try and enjoy the sun. No. And I went out on the beach in Bournemouth on another like 30 degree day. Got so badly sunburnt that my legs swelled up and I couldn't move for two days. Yeah, that was so funny. I could literally hear your skin crackling yeah. the next day. It's so good. Um, <laughs> uh, so li- this year, I'm well prepared. I'm well, well reconciled to hunkering down in a cave. For the next two or three months. Yeah. And London stinks. I haven't smelled that. I haven't smelled anything. It's too fucking hot. There's no air can escape. It's all baked in. Oh, Wolfen says it smells pretty bad. Mm. It smells pretty horrible. <laughs> but yeah, other than the weather, what's been going on this week? Um, well, straight after, um, while I was editing last week's episode, mm. there was the fire. Yeah, the Grenfell fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I've mentioned this on Twitter that there's one of those occasions where a lot of different themes, a lot of different um, fact factors all come together in one, are all summed up by one event. Yeah. And obviously not to take away from the fact that people lost their lives in a hideous, oh, a hideous tragedy. Yeah. But everything about like living in London, like I've lived in London uh Five years, I think, five mm. six years, um, and but it, it's happened in other cities of since 2010, since the financial crisis, which has been a decade now mm. since that, um, and the responses to it, as far as austerity goes, as far as gentrification, housing crises, um, the treatment of the poor, welfare, immigration, all of these things have just like come together in this one this one event and have just laid bare all of there's no denying the fact that immigration control like immigration um the subject okay the topic of immigration in this country is really poisonous people yeah. weren't coming coming forward to have aid from um the authorities because they're worried they get deported um understandably the big thing was with the gentrification housing obviously it's a, a council block there's lots of uh Council like social housing and and yeah. poor I mean you know poor people um, working class people and uh, gentrification with the fact that although it's not come out fully yet the cladding that was used on the building mm. to make it there look more mo- to make it cosmetic yeah, yeah to make it look more modern well it didn't work as insulation no and um, yeah it looks pretty horrible and even down to the actual uh, commissioning of the um, of the refurbishment that happened that has apparently contributed in some way to this this fire. Yeah. Um, 
they cut costs on the cladding. They took out um, one of the fire exits. Well, there's um, been a lot of stuff for years being said about refurbishment work mm. and what it does to these things. And like, okay, before I moved to London and I was still living in Medway and I was working with my stepfather doing property maintenance stuff, you see it all the time. Yeah. And actually, this flat's a good example. Um, I live in a just, it's like an old Victorian house. I think. Mm. Yeah, so like that. There are so many holes in it that weren't there originally. Yeah. From where it's either a TV cable came from outside, internet cable, mm. moving um, holes through walls for pipes that have then been taken out, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And so you take these, how these flats were designed as completely self contained boxes, mm. and they just drill holes through them. And so they take a thing that's supposed to be solid and then fill it full of yeah. Swiss cheese. Mm. And then it just acts like one of those. The thing I was thinking of, um, you know, those for starting a barbecue that wankers use there's like a little tin thing with loads of holes in it that they start a small fire in the little thing oh like a fire lighter thing no it's like a it's like a, like a fire starter block. no it's like a tin circle it's like a tin cylinder okay and it's got a little detachable bottom and you fill it full of coal and fire lighters oh right and it's got okay. loads of loads of air can get in there and it gets really hot really quickly and then yeah, you just yeah. drop it in but yeah that's what it yeah kind of what happened because they constantly upgrade these things mm. But they do always do it on the cheap. But that, and I mean, you see, you see the remnants of it now. Yeah, that building, the concrete is still there. It's still yeah. secure. Yeah, they were designed as discrete boxes mm. that um, had fireproofing in between. So at most, you would have a floor that was on fire, and it's mm. partially the um, recommendations to people to stay in their homes. Yeah, when a fire happens, is based on that. Although one of the things I saw, which just sums up just how like incompetence and bureaucracy of council buildings yeah. um, those stickers were supposed to have been taken down a while ago yeah yeah that's what it's just but like it, oh. but it's again it's it's managing a, a housing stock left to them by uh, social housing programs of the 60s and 70s that they've just drilled holes through they mm. can't get rid of them entirely that's neoliberalism they can't get rid Although of those things entirely you listen to people like Ian Dale and you see Sadiq Khan say, like, one tear of the, them all down. Yeah, it was one of the main, uh, main knee-jerk arguments that came out afterwards from a very particular type of con- uh, pundit. Yeah. Of, oh, well, it's... And to be fair, my mum as well. My mum actually grew up around that area and moved a lot when she was younger, but actually lived in a tower block just across the Westway roundabout mm. um, from there. And the first house I remember my nan ever living in was just across um, towards White City hmm. there just across from Grenfell Tower and um, it was my mum's first response was to say oh it's, it's those tower blocks because she has bad memories yeah. associated with them um, but it's not the tower blocks themselves there's no. nothing inherently it's how they're treated as a lot of people have been saying for years and years and years there's nothing wrong with the basis of them it's they're not maintained well if Tall buildings are inherently bad and dangerous. Yeah. Then we should tear down the shard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I bet you said We're coming for you, Canary Wharf. <laughs> I bet you said you is way safer. Yeah. Like, well, it's did... way safer because there's nobody in there. Well, there is that. <laughs> well, there's one of the things I saw, the um the thing with sprinkler systems. Mm. And one of the reasons why a lot of our council buildings don't have sprinkler systems mm. is because people used to set them off. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the thing is, there are ways around that rather than just taking taking them all away and yeah. making it. But it's a it because it, it it moves from a kind of the attitude that they have to luxury tower blocks, which is facilities, and yeah. towards punishment. Yeah, it's it's punishment for living in tower blocks yeah. and being poor. Yeah. You can't separate one from the other. Mm. You can't. Uh, they will view any kind of abuse of the things in there, and they'll take it away for the, all of the residents because mm. they're the ones at the bottom of the pile who deserve to be punished. Yeah, they always did for a collective punishment thing, which is against the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Collective punishment. Yeah. It is. It's a, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Not, well, it doesn't work. Yeah. As anyone who has been in a school knows, it does not work, collective punishment. Mm. I mean, but, there's a lot of people approaching like the, the fire from a kind of uh, an economic perspective. And yeah, there is that definitely that element of it that... Kensington and uh, Council have accumulated all this surplus through the years of austerity, and oh, they've been so much money. And they've been that well, they've been taught that well, you're not getting any more money from uh, central government, and you're basically your housing policy is to act as a housing development corporation. Yeah. You, you, it's a, a, an idea that's come from the mid '90s that. 
the way to improve conditions in your town, in your borough, is to get more rich people in there. Yeah. If you get more rich people in there, the area will improve and then you can cater to them. So it's, it's not just an economic argument, it's a pure class argument. Yeah. This would not have happened. Oh no. Had the residents not been working class. It'll be a way if because I could see because they've already started talking about sending them to Preston and if they don't take the places in yeah. like Preston, then they're making themselves homeless. Yeah. So they'll then the council they're doesn't singing, have to help them. Th- but they're they're wrong footed because they're not used to um the council aren't used to having to do doing anything other than the straightforward like punishment edicts. Yeah. They're and singing from the punish that, from, the, from the punishment playbook, you know. That They've been able all the count all, every single council, Labour and Tory, have been able to get oh, away yeah. with that for so long. Yeah. When it's the odd house, mm. the odd the odd family, the odd group of families, the odd road, but yeah. with them talking about doing it to like quite a few blocks as well as yeah. Grenfell, that's hundreds and hundreds of people, and they're yeah. furious about it. And I don't yeah. think it's been tried on this scale for a long time. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be weird to see how the next election is if they manage to kick them all out when you lose 2,000 voters. Yeah. 2,000 Labour voters, I assume. Yeah. Because the way Theresa May has been treated whenever she's gone down there. <laughs> and the way Corbyn's been treated. Yeah. I mean, you you view it as a kind of... Um, the end point of this attitude, this way of dealing with people, this mm. neoliberal system, is shiny tower blocks full of rich people, mm. wealthy people, improving your area and vast shanty towns around it yeah. that's the attitude they've had moving them to Preston it's like in their minds Preston is just as far away as it can possibly be yeah oh, there was some a great bloke who found up LBC he said they didn't think that Australia was nice when they first started being shipped there maybe they can do to Preston what they did to Australia it's like what kill all the native people <laughs> kill all the native people and make a desert hellhole <laughs> yeah well they didn't make a desert hellhole it was a desert hellhole <laughs> Um, I don't think there's opals or mava- or other vast mineral wealth in Preston <laughs> either. But, um, yeah, it's, a, it's fucking disgusting. And the numbers are still mm. going up. Yeah. Um, there's still rumours going around that there's a room that the firemen found at least 41 bodies. Oh, that that God. hasn't been added to the 79. Jesus. Um, but that's still like a rumour. Yeah. But then they've been so... Part of the reason why everyone's been so angry with the council and the government is they've been so tight-lipped about all of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I do genuinely think it will take it takes time to get through that kind of stuff. Mm. But at the same time, it's the kind of thing you can imagine. Again, it, it makes you think the worst. Well, the thing that made me think it's not a deliberate... Well, if it is a conspiracy theory, if it is a conspiracy to like hide how many people have died, mm. it's really stupid. Mm. Because all that it means is it just makes all of this take significantly longer. Mm. That we're going to have weeks and weeks of another body found another yeah. body found and then it all gets brought up again yeah um whereas if they just said at the beginning you know there are this many yeah but then again i, I don't want to credit the conservatives being this current conservative government with being even slightly smart because they do seem to be the dumbest people yeah, god a month is a massively long time isn't it oh. I mean, you think about kind of the the headlines a month ago. They weren't entirely positive about Theresa May, but they were like, well, she's obviously going to like Mm. win it all and we're going to face a conservative future and all of this kind of thing. And the turnaround Mm. has been unbelievable. I Mm. mean, with everything that's gone on, the London Bridge attack, um, the the Grenfell fire, the Finsbury Park Mosque um, attack earlier earlier yesterday. um, Yeah, she cannot do anything. No. She's she's like put her out of her misery. Yeah, but then who's going to take her place? Well, Jeremy Corbyn. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, but the, that's why the Tory. There's no there's no Tory that's the, no. that wants to take that role. No. We're just living through that kind of remnant, that zombie remnant mm. of what's left of this government. But it's just declined so quickly. I suppose it's the speed of it that like mm. shocks me more than anything. Well, I think the election was a big shock to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But also, it's that thing of. Theresa May it seems like she'd never been questioned. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still coming to terms with people saying things to her. It's like um there was a thing, I think it was on Good Morning Britain. Um Piers Morgan and uh, Michael Gove. And I think Piers Morgan said, I don't care what you think. Yeah. And Michael Gove looked like he was gonna cry. <laughs> because that's what a lot of these people are like. It's like, what do you mean? They've never faced any real opposition, especially the lot that came in with Cameron. Yeah. Because they rode in on a kind of half enthusiastic wave when they came in uh, in the coalition they had underperformed mm. 
in 2015, the, the following election, they just about performed as about as well as you, they thought they would, yeah. despite, you know, Labour being in the, in the shitter. And they've just, they've just hobbled along. And I think, like, yeah, you, now you can definitely look back and see the signs that they were always kind of on their ass. But yeah. they just seem to, they're, they're everything, everything is going against them at the moment. Yeah, and then um, was it Philip Hammond today saying that it looks like it's going to be a soft Brexit? <laughs> it's what I said when the when the Brexit vote happened. It's like they'll keep the same things and they'll call it something else. Yeah, it's like the customs union as well. Like really the red, a, white, and blue association. Well, yeah, it's it's just well they're going to piss off even more of their own fucking voters. Well, they're 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 caught between um, the conservatives are caught between the kind of smaller businesses who may be more local, which is what UKIP always appealed to. Mm. It's appealed to the big man in the local pub. Well, the thing is, I could see if there's an election. Well, there's a the most recent polls said that I think Labour would pick up fifty seats. Yeah. And that was before Philip Hammond started saying about well, it looks like we could have a soft Brexit. Help. Yeah. I reckon all those UKIPers are going to run away again. Mm. I mean, I, I actually don't think they will. I think most of the most of the big votes that the UKIP picked up are probably they're probably with the Conservatives now because they don't have an option. The fringe will, the hardcore kind of oh, the soft Brexit's not what we voted for. Yeah, I, I think they'll they might go away, or they just won't vote. Mm. But um, yeah, it's the EU the customs union and the free movement of capital mm. and to a lesser extent people is what big capital wants. Yeah, they love it. It's what every corporation wants. It wants to keep that. Mm. And ultimately, despite saying that there's a balance of forces between large capital, large capital capitalism and smaller kind of local businesses, big capital is going to win because it always wins in mm. those kind of situations. That's why we should have a South Korea situation of... <laughs> Like old South Korea, capital crime for a capital flight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That is actually exactly yeah, they, what I want. <laughs> executing people for taking pounds out of the out of the country. Um, arresting Alan Sugar at Heathrow because his suit is worth too much money. <laughs> then making him kneel on broken glass and explain himself. Doesn't have to be Heathrow. <laughs> it could be outside his house. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's um. The thing is the fire stuff. There's like so many nice... I say nice. No, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious things, actually. Like the housing bloke, the head of the housing for Kensington and Chelsea. Yeah. Um, being descended from the Habsburgs and Charles II. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. oh, that's so good. But the yeah. thing is, it's not even that uncommon for those people in British society to be descended from Charles II. David Cameron's wife was. Yeah. They all are, because yeah. he was a party king. <laughs> but it, it, it definitely makes a difference. Like I say, when you're looking at epoch-defining events, mm. era-defining events, it does help distinguish them from other events by just how grotesque mm. the players in it are. And you can't get much more grotesque than what has gone on there. You know, well, the head of the housing council is of a dynasty stretching back to the emperors. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. Um, where's that thing? The fire. It's the kind of thing that you could see being taught in a history book. Yeah. About the decline of Britain and the decline of neoliberalism, <laughs> ideally. Yeah, no, I do. I, I genuinely think that um, Corbyn's got an opening here. If he's serious and if he can get people on board with it, it is time. Hmm. And you saw the... Um... The we brilliant. don't need any more evidence. We don't need any more kind of um, evidence that neoliberalism is actively actively killing people. Capitalism generally, and mm. this particular neoliberal flavour, is actively killing people yeah. and making people less safe. It was. Did you see the um, Clive Lewis thing? Yeah. Burn neoliberalism, not people. Mm. Mm. And the amount of obnoxious pundits saying, "Oh my God, this is so disgusting." Could you imagine a, a Labour politician from, like, years ago saying something like this? Yes. And it's like, well, actually, a lot of them, I, I really couldn't. But Bevan said worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, 
Neoliberalism isn't a person. He's not calling for you to be mean to a person. Yeah. It was like there was quite a few little like pundit responses to certain things which just show the kind of arseholes they are. Well they like were the same the they were the same pundits who were saying, What's neoliberalism? Oh, yeah. I just don't understand. It's yeah. just a word. It's well, just a that word. week they realised what it is and yeah. it's them. Yeah. <laughs> but um, was, They know what it yeah, is. Yeah, they've always known what it is. But um there's been a couple of things recently where you properly see the beliefs of certain pundits mm. whether it's like the deal with the DUP and you suddenly see which kind of which, which flavour of murder they like yeah, or it's the, the, the housing fire or it's the um, the Jeremy Corbyn thing about um, requisitioning property oh, I man, think it was Toby was Young great. was the best yeah. Toby Young said well if he's not going to if he's not going to um, respect property rights what other rights is he going to ignore and it's like Fuck you, Theresa May's literally planning to tear up the Human Rights Act. Yeah. And it's that thing, like... Yeah, liberals are the worst, because it's like, they property rights trump all. They're worth... They're, Fuck property like, rights. The best thing is, he's not even... To, those flats mm. are... He's only... He's not talking about even kicking rich people out of their no, homes the where they actually live. They've got no furniture in them. They yeah. are literally investment vehicles. Yeah. People have been pointing this out for fucking years and not just left-wing correspondents either. Have you seen the ones... Um, there's some you can sometimes see through some of the windows depending on which like bar you're drinking at mm. or whereabouts you are. Sometimes there are buildings in London where you can see rooms that are those almost like plastic sealed on the walls. Mm. Yeah. So then they could just peel off the plastic like a phone. Like... Basically, the kind of people who buy them are the kind of people who keep the little plastic bit on their iPhone forever. Yeah, yeah. Because of the resale value. Yeah. Arseholes. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, like, aside from any personal animosity, it's like just think about this. Calm down. Let's just think about this on a th- on a on a on a like economic level for a minute. We literally can't afford anymore with the housing crisis mm. and with what's happened over the last ten years. We literally can't afford to let those pl- properties go empty. empty. Yeah. We we cannot. Well, one of the things I thought that this, what this proves is there's a couple of things that it proves. There's a thing about how emergency services work and the like, how much at capacity they work at any mm. time. Mm. And under austerity, they all kind of work, say, like roughly around ninety percent yeah. capacity. Some of them a hundred. Yeah. And then whenever anything bad happens, they operate at over a hundred percent and yeah. then expect people to work with no for no extra money. Yeah. And that's when mistakes happen. Mm. Whereas in reality, they should be working at about 60%. Yeah. So and then if a bad thing happens, it goes yeah. up. Yeah. Because when that fire was happening, if there'd been other fires, if there'd been another one as big as that, they, it would have been even worse. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone was there. Yeah. Um, They've just been living on a tightrope for so long because they, yeah. think they, can, they think they can run it like they run the rest of kind of non-critical business, which is when they come from a business background, they think... Well, as long as we've got like a core group of people who are willing to put in an extra two hours a day, mm. um, we'll just make it through. We'll fulfil that order, or mm. you know, we'll be able to get that contract. And they've done that for so long, with such success, making such profits from it mm. that they they think that that's the way of of doing it's like, it. It's almost like they've um, internalised the whole mm. um, nation's budgets being like a household mm. budget. Mm. And they're working on like such a shoestring budget, but what, what with what the fire proved, it's like they just had a car accident, mm. and now they're going to see what happens to most people when. You have a car it accident. was the playbook of neoliberalism when it first came around. Um, all of the jokes and all of the, um, like I don't know if you ever saw, um, like Yes Minister mm. had a lot of that. There was a lot of um, like Jay, oh, what's his name? I can't remember the writer. Was a big fan of Thatcher. Yeah. And Thatcher was a big fan of the program because it had those early neoliberal stirrings of mm. looking at public services being well funded and maybe not stretched to capacity yeah. and pointing out waste, yeah. seeing it as waste. And we've had that mm. now. We've had that for 40 years. Mm. And this is what happens. Yeah. When you have a series of events like you've had in the cap, the capitals had, like London's had, like a shitload of stuff happen. Well, there's like. There's like a couple of things as well though. It's like, and it's like it's not a laughing matter anymore to laugh at like the guys outside the bus depot on yeah. their fag break and like yeah. getting drunk in the middle of not bus depot getting drunk in the middle of the day. But you know what I mean. Yeah. The old the old cliches about public the, the sector complaining workers. about um firemen having second homes or like having a second job. Yeah. And yeah. things like that. But um one of the things as well that I was thinking is there needs to be sort of 
public spaces that are literally owned by the state yeah. for in case of something like this. Yeah. Because like the housing, like finding places for them to sleep mm. was a fucking audacity. Mm. A- audacity. It was um, an ordeal. Ordeal, yeah. that's one. Um, it was also an audacity. No, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but certain things like sports stadiums, why can't they just be easily, why isn't there like a function in the law where we can just requisition it like say, okay, there's going to be no football matches here for a while, yeah, because now well, it's all a tent city. That's the flip. That's the flip side of it, and again, exposes the class nature. Uh, the, the the crises like these, whether they're small or or macro, expose the class nature of things like this. Because I seem to remember a lot of people being forced to give up their homes the last time a crisis like this happened, i.e., 2012 for yeah. the Olympics. Yeah. Leighton and Stratford. A lot of people had compulsory purchase orders yep. on their housing. The um, crossrail that's coming yep. through. And a lot of places one. in Camden. High speed, high speed two, two as well. High yeah. Speed one probably. Um, a lot of people had compulsory purchase orders put in. They have the legal instrument. Yeah. They won't use it. No, they won't use it in for Kensington. This. They won't use it for that because it's a pure class thing. Mm. They can't fight back. Mm. Working class people have lost a lot of their power and a lot of their collective organisations and they can't fight back against these things whereas the rich remain the rich mm. it's like one of those things one of the things they did with like the Olympics is they moved on all the all the people who lived in riverboats mm. because they thought that people coming from all over the world to uh, to like the Olympic Stadium would be annoyed at river people oh that sounds that, that, that sounds just counterintuitive that sounds awesome <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Um, they up they up their mooring fees, mm. and then they all moved on, and now mm. they're all uh, like um, Walthamstow marshes. Yeah, there's loads more down there now, and mm. it's nice. I like yeah. River people, when it's like, whenever I walk the dog down there and it's sunny, river people seem very happy. Yeah, because you know but they wanted to abolish that uh, slight bit of uncertainty about having people not from a certain class around an area. They wanted yeah. to turn it into an airport. Yeah, I have a very romantic view of. Um, River living. Well, it's always your. That's always your um, plan, isn't it? If things get too bad, you're going to take to the seas. Yeah. Well, that was, it was some um, years ago when me and Holly were really broke, and we were seriously we were like, well, we could sell the flat and we could buy a boat and just take <laughs> to the river. It's like we'll homeschool Lily. She'll be one of those kids. <laughs> we'll take the boat to Rotterdam. <laughs> smuggle postcards over. Dutch postcards. Porno. <laughs> Porn, basically. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I, I, no. I'm trying to think. No, I actually I could see me trying to make money out of smuggling, <laughs> smuggling <laughs> precious spices, <laughs> paprika. Actually, no. I would. It would just be smuggling paper pornography in like the noughties. <laughs> actually, there's probably a hipster. Is that the next hipster revival? Yeah, there's probably a paper hipster revival. pornography. There probably is. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. It's they'll. They'll balk at the idea of compulsory purchase, and they're not even talking about that. They're talking about just requisitioning for a bit. Yeah, um, they were, it wasn't even. It was temporary. It was yeah. requisitioning temporarily they'll empty balk at flats. That, but they'll be well from from those people, the ones in charge. They'll be abs- They'll do it happily, tearing down buildings and moving oh, yeah. them all away. Yeah, grotty as hell. But, I mean, I think there's there's definitely there. Ha- I think there is a change in the air, like. As much as people oh, yeah. scream that this like that this is the end of the world, this is yeah. the end of everything, I think at some point, and it is what sort of worries me about Corbyn, at some point, to get a better world, they're going to have to be pushed. Mm. They are going to have to be pushed to, they always have to be pushed. change. Because um, yeah. um, one of the things... When they, one of the reasons why the fire happened, obviously, was taking getting rid of loads of fire regulations. Yeah, and there was um, Matt Rack was on the news, and Matt Rack, he's definitely one of, he's up the, one of my favourite trade unionists. Mm. He's not Bob Crow. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the joie de vivre of a crow. <laughs> the love for life. Yeah, um, of a Bob Crow. But that's probably why I'll live longer. Or George Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, George Calloway doesn't seem to have a joie de vivre anymore. Mm-hmm. He just seems like a. He has a joie bit, de hat. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't quite the hat. It's fucking appalling. It's that take it fucking off yeah. once. Like, everyone knows you're bald. Oh, he's just, just my ladies. 
<laughs> oh, I bet you he does it. Wearing it at that angle as well. Oh, he's fucking every interview, every photo for the last fucking there's 10 so much years. That, there's so much that George Galloway does that utterly disgusts me, but that hat at that angle <laughs> yeah. sums it up That's perfectly. the tipping point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like the fire, you know, is like a perfect example of everything that's wrong with neoliberalism. That hat is proof of everything that's wrong with George fucking Galloway. <laughs> but yeah, so Matt Rack said that um, with fire regulations... Um, and all these red tape, and he said, mm. red tape is a fire door. Mm. Red tape is a door that doesn't burn after for, uh, yeah. um, for half an hour. Um, and they were so proud of themselves. Yeah, they were. They were forgetting. Oh, we've. There was a fucking insane bit. Um, on I can't remember where it was from, where they were talking about their policy for reducing uh, red tape and regulation was one in, two out. Uh, numerical not like based on whether something's safe well, no, whether it regulates something properly so that people don't die or get ripped off yeah it was literally numerical they were counting the number of regulations that they had gotten rid of they're fucking appalling all of them filth wizards like I I, I like, like I say people People in these kind of circumstances always point at the government. I do think there's a lot of kind of, you know, there's a, a gas explosion. And, you know, people people aren't in... A gas explosion demolishes a terrorist house or something. Yeah. And people are angry and um, want someone to lash out. And they will lash out at the government, whether it was anything mm. to do with them directly or not. But in this case, oh, it's, it's come at the worst possible time for that because... Everybody is a, is gunning for for them, mm. and rightly so. Mm. Rightly so. Let's move on to yeah. What else has happened this week? Uh, we had yesterday this? another another shit a shit thing um, tragedy. Um, the Finsbury Park Mosque. Oh, it's the guy from Western Supermare who's living in Cardiff. Yeah, somebody ran uh, ran a van at a mosque when it was uh, at Finsbury Park Mosque when it was um, uh, chucking out time for yeah. <laughs> last orders yeah last last orders for Ramadan yeah uh, showed our incredible knowledge of (laughs) I used the right word but I used it very inappropriately that's how you know (laughs) (laughs) well there's the best quote about him it's Darren Osborne another neighbour said he had lived on the estate for a few years he's always been a complete cunt but this is really surprising (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had the usual kind of parade of mental illness he's not a racist He's, he is he kept, they're, 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 they've not said anything, but it hasn't stopped the press from tr- trotting it out. Well, they do that a lot more when they're white. It's like um, yeah. the thing that sums up just how racist parts of the British press are, the vast majority of the British press are, mm. is that um, they posted pictures of the guy whose fridge exploded. Yeah. Um, the mail, I think, did that. And yeah. the mail also blurred out the face of Darren Osborne. <laughs> they kept going about Ethiopian whatever his name was, who had his Ethiopian fridge. And pictures of him on Catching holiday. on Ethiopian fire. Here he is drinking a beer. Yeah. Um, the money he spent on that beer, he could have spent on getting a better fridge. <laughs> Which was probably put in there by his fucking landlord. Yeah. If he's a, if he's renting, it's probably not his fridge. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. This the I've not heard too much on Darren Osborne yet, other than where he was born. He was um, born in Singapore. It seems that he wasn't actually that but it, it seems like he was a prick, mm. but he wasn't really a racist until the London Bridge thing, and then his neighbour he called his neighbours he said his neighbour's kid was inbred to their face. Oh right, and then okay. Then he rented this van and drove down. It's a long drive. Yeah, I mean, like obviously you can't discount a certain level of mental unwellness oh, yeah, because driving stuff. a van at a crowd requires yeah. a certain level of like, yeah and he was screaming like um, like kill, I want to kill all Muslims yeah. yeah it's interesting how quickly all the like all of the like <laughs> the far right groups disavowed like yeah. South Wales National Front yeah so the, the so National and, Front has no yeah. no we've never had any contact with him we abhor violence <laughs> it's like no you don't National Front since when I I didn't get that fucking memo national front. <laughs> what nation do the South Wales National Front actually think they're, you know, defending? Is it just like know, the white race or I, I don't I really don't know. Far right groups in Wales I find very confusing. Mm. Like um, it's like the UKIP thing. Mm. Like UKIP do well they're glad they've been chucked on it with their asses now. Yeah. We're starting to in Wales. But you know like UKIP don't think it's a country. <laughs> yeah. And like um Thingy, the head of UKIP in Wales. 
Hamilton. Mm. He completely hates the idea of the assembly. Like, they shouldn't, you know, they're just a bit of ink. They're like a county. (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like, I was listening to, what's it, the um, Discourse Radio. Yeah. Discourse, Desolation Radio. Desolation Radio, yeah. Um, Because there's no press in Wales, Mm. really. Yeah. There's no Welsh press. So they, they never. There's a to... couple of local newspapers, yeah. uh, Cardiff and yeah, you know, but, um, um, but they but so they don't really not hear, major. They don't yeah, get yeah. to. There's not as wide reaching a thing, and it's all run by the English, and they don't say that you know you keep hate you by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you keep think you're all a bunch of benefit scratchers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was on LBC. It's like there was a couple of people when it was just that this van was um, hired from some place outside of Bridgend, and he was living in Cardiff. And there was this bloke on the radio and it was like literally mid-rant mid about South Wales. And then it came <laughs> out that he was from Western Super... That he, was, that he used to live in Western Supermare. And then he just sort of went all quiet. <laughs> it's like, no, carry on. Carry on. I love hearing racism about the Welsh. About how they're lazy and shiftless. The language makes you retarded. It does. It's a hard language, but it does make you retarded. I like the sound of Welsh. I like it's. Mm. I like the tones. I like hearing it spoken. It's a sing-songy language. It's yeah. nice. It's like a lot of those old Celtic languages are good. Mm. But yeah, so he's this. Yeah, but, it's um, it's it's weird because it's like the Eddie Mayer thing. It's almost completely. I say completely, but it is planned, but almost futile rage. Yeah. Whereas, like with the London Bridge thing, you can see that it was planned. But I mean, we knew, like you knew this thing was gonna, you knew this this was going to be how it went down because I mean, for years actually, when there weren't as many kind of large scale terror attacks um, happening, it's certainly ramped up. Obviously, in the last year, but even in the last like three, three or four years, hmm. um, you were kind of drawn into this kind of the, the anti-Islamic. Uh, the Islamophobic rhetoric got more heated. The discussion from liberal commentators who were kind of out of the fray, Mm. they kind of looked at it from a distance, from on high, and said, oh, we need to be careful about this racism here because there's going to be revenge attacks. And it's like, now it's happening. And the response of people outside the uh, mosque to actually just grab him and hold him to the floor Mm. until he could get arrested. Yeah. Like, it's everything that you hoped hoped it's every way that you hoped that this would go down that wouldn't fuel a further kind of clash of civilizations kind of rhetoric yeah. well it's because the clash of civilization thing doesn't and exist it, it only yeah, exists no, in no, the heads it, of quite a it, small it, group of people it, it exists in the heads of people who either dumbly just kind of receive it into them and then say mm. oh yeah no it's uh it's always catholics versus, Pro- versus protestants it's always been that way yeah um or it's it's put out by people who actually have an entirely different agenda, mm. which is war and conflict is ultimately good. Mm. I.e., yeah, fascists. Yeah. <laughs> fascists, pseudo fascists, semi fascists, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the clash of civilization people well, all want war as a national oh, cleanser. You know, there's a- so many people now that. Because the media is generally the. F- like, it's to blame. Not just for what happened in Visby Park, mm. but Andrew Chowdhury, he was invited on all these things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so's Tommy Robinson, and he was yeah. on um, Good Morning Britain today. Oh, God, was and, he? Yeah, because Piers Fuck's Morgan, sake. like, and Piers Morgan wanted to Oh, he's the one I'm going to invite on. But it's yeah. no good to invite him on to shout at him because you know what he's going to say. He's well, going no, to say he the just same goes thing. goes to his, his Rebel TV. He goes and... to his YouTube channel and you have the choice. But to actually put it on like broadcast television or mainstream media, done. it's they're still stuck in the age where they're so, in the 90s, where they're so bored for sensation that they put on like the most extreme elements just to get a ratings mm. pop. And there's, um, oh, yeah, and that's the thing. They, yeah. It's their fault. There's um, is it Kylan or Cowlin Robertson? Who's, oh, um, Cowlin Robertson, yeah, 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 yeah. Who um, was for TV? He did a tweet. There was um, so far only one person has died from white terrorism. And it's like Anders Brevik, Joe Cox. Yeah. It was more than just last night. You 
Islamophobic but then he just ignores Islamo- yeah well, he ignores it because it, he doesn't he doesn't need to respond mm. because there's no mechanism especially on the internet I mean there's a mechanism to comment on things but there's yeah. no mechanism for them to be held to account Katie Hopkins is a perfect example although she did lose a job it's <laughs> yeah but um, she's still got other jobs she's still got a mail column yeah you know it's there's no there's no responsibility there's no feedback loop to that kind of thing but we had Leverson Oh yeah, it's done, and it's, it's showed you exactly. <laughs> but it's done. No, journalists, it's an honourable profession. It's definitely not gutter trawling monsters <laughs> who occasionally do something worthwhile investigatively, but really, all they do is just spew shit. There's very little. I like. I don't look at the budget for the Guardian, but they're fucking going out of business. Well, they're turning into a tabloid, um, which means they're turning into a tabloid, which. Uh, for them, means paying £7 million a year to um, op-ed people mm. and cutting back on you know local desks and actual reporting of news. Yeah, It is a big problem. And we do, I, I definitely think we do here, mm. tend to focus on like what the media is saying about something. But it's just because it's such a big part of it spewing at you from every, well, every kind of avenue. So whenever something happens, like we don't go to kind of government inquiries or, or, mm. or things like that or, or fact <laughs> ultimately we don't go to facts we go to opinions yeah because I mean for a start they're easier to talk about and they're funnier well, it's the f- but they're also fucking everywhere well, it's the thing with um, media because whenever they're accused of lying and swinging people's opinions on things like the Brexit one's a good yeah. example and they'll, they'll say the it's completely bullshit they'll say that they don't actually have that much sway over people's mm. opinion. Which then just raises the question of, then why do you run these things? Yeah. Why do these things exist? Because yeah. none of them make any money apart from the mail. Yeah. Why do you run them? Yeah. Why do they exist? Except for you to push your agenda. Yeah. That's literally the point of them. Mm. We know that's the point of them. Yeah. You're not there just to show topless women and the sports results. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I think like uh, rhetorical pieces are important. I think they, I, I think they can be agree with them or disagree with them. I think they can be important, but not in the sheer weight and the sheer kind of irresponsibility that they're used, that they're wielded by the editors and owners of of newspapers and websites and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, and, and you can Some, tell the apotheosis of this is Katie Hopkins. Yeah, something needs to be done about papers. I still think there's, um, I'm still very much in favour of one man one paper. Yeah, that's a a good start, but also that they'd actually get punished. Yeah, there needs to be some kind of control over yeah what they say, and not in a like kind of GDR kind of way. Yeah, but maybe in a GDR kind of way. But, but, I mean, it would ultimately involve reforming their attitudes and making certain things beyond the pale. But then it can't. I mean, it, it can't like, really work because as, as long as the internet exists, they'll still have yeah. places. To fucking spew their shit on fucking Yeah, but YouTube. there are plenty of places to, to spew your shit that just aren't looked at. I mean, the alt-right yeah. always celebrating, oh, look how many fucking YouTube views we've yeah. got. And it's like, well, they're views from people who already agreed mm. with you. You're not winning any converts. You're just... No. These, these strains in society don't necessarily come from papers, but they are solidified and regimented and pointed in a particular direction by the media that they consume. Are you telling me? that Sargon of Akkad's three-hour videos on how communism is the same as fascism do not win over new people. Oh, no. He was on Twitter the other day saying, um, actually, fascism was a little better than communism because at least... Because he's a white man and he would have been on the right side of history. At least... Well, he said that in terms of, well, at least the individual had a chance to flourish under under fascism. And so what you said was correct. I would have been. Look how awesome it would. How even more awesome it would have been to be fucking white male. It would have been awesome for him. He's fat with gout. He looks. He's got a gouty face. Yeah, you know, Goering. Yeah, but he had other qualities as well. The guy in the head in the. A fantastic artistic <laughs> sense. Yes. But yeah, so yeah. there's not really much more to say about um, what happened to his because it also. The weird thing is because he's alive, mm. they can't really talk about much because yeah. there's going to be a case. Yeah. I mean, it, you, know, you were talking about Leveson earlier. I was just trying to count up because they've promised a um, 
I don't think I, it's why I think we've ended up focusing on liberal correspondence kind mm. of more than the because the like little John Clarkson, Katie Hopkins, Liddell, they're all going to say what they're going to say. We know their their spiel by now because they produce the same column every week. Mm. Recycling is a crime against humanity. It is. Um, Muslims are coming to take your lives and your wives. Mm. And we know what they're getting from them. What I find really fucking unbearable is that any inching towards like anything better gets set back by people who describe themselves as liberal. Yeah. I think it's why we end up focusing. Because it's like, you, want, you say you want liberal outcomes and you're offered them. You're offered concrete examples of a way of advancing liberalism, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. Mm. Well, I know we use liberal as a pejorative, but liberalism it can be pretty good when combined with socialism. Yeah. Um, and they they kind of uh, hit back at you. Like There was a big thing about um, the, the Grenfell, going back to the Grenfell Tower, um, talking about them being a public inquiry. And a lot of people were very sceptical. They're saying, well, oh, this yeah. is the perfect opportunity to bury, you know, bury anything embarrassing and make a scapegoat out of certain people while letting other people off the hook. And one of the liberal commentators said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in a conspiracy, you know, it's like a conspiracy theory. There's going to be a public inquiry. And it's like, well, mm. you know, there were public inquiries into Hillsborough, yeah. Orgreave. I actually have a list here. Hillsborough, Orgreave, Bloody Sunday, um, yeah. the fucking uh, internment of Kikuyu people, um, uh Iraq, every every angle of Iraq, yeah, the internment rendition. Well, yeah, it's, um, um, it's they. Well, they, they it's push- putting across a perfect, a perfectly reasonable skepticism that a gatekeeper dismisses as conspiracy theory because they don't like it. Yeah, you know, and it's that kind of like opinion forming and cutting off of um, options mm. in these kind of situations that really pisses me off. Yeah, it is fucking galling. You know. It, it require. I think it does require legislation or, or more kind of oversight of it. Mm. How that comes about, I don't know. But it also requires an actual change in the hearts yeah. of these people. Well, on the plus side, no one, re- hardly anyone reads the papers anymore. Yeah, but but they yeah, but they read it when they tell you you know one in five Muslims supports jihadism. Yeah, or all your food is halal now. Yeah, and it drives pe- It drives already desperate people over the edge. Yeah. Like we've seen, with we assume, with Frinsbury Park. I mean, yeah. I'm not letting him off the hook in any way. No. Probably was a racist, but there's certainly a case to be made for that being, that yeah. appetite being sharpened all the time and like pointed in a direction. Yeah. It's fucking atrocious. Mm. Yeah, so well, yeah, Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to extend that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, we've got Corbyn going around being prime ministerial. Yeah, he's looking like um, a Don from um, looks Godfather Two. Every every as much as May has gone down in people's estimations, as much as nothing she can do goes right. Uh, he he's in his element. He's yeah. um, you know obviously doesn't really want to have to be going out to you know tragedies and and no. and catastrophes every every fucking day, but. I mean, he doesn't have to do anything to look prime ministerial. No. Indeed, many people on Twitter argue he is already the prime minister. Yeah. And yeah. they refuse to believe any different. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah I, she's failed to do a deal with the DUP, it would seem, as mm. as far as uh, news today goes. Yeah, it's still not being The DUP out. have come out and said they were shocked at the... Uh, sources have said that they were shocked at how low the level of negotiation was because they were probably expecting a lot more. Yeah. But they're not going to get anything out of this. Nope. Because they can't. Nope. I. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's still going to be up in the end. It's... Yeah. Queen's speech tomorrow, apparently. She may she may put it through as a, a minority government if she can't do any kind of uh, formal or informal arrangement with the DUP. Piss off the DUP enough with this for them to vote against it. It would be so fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, realistically... They're never going to vote. Like they're not going to vote with her on any liberal measure. No. They're going to vote with her on any reactionary. Thing. Well, she wouldn't vote with herself on any liberal yeah. measure. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's it's going to be fraught. I mean, she's she's not. She'll form the government, but how long that lasts? Yeah. Who knows? Um, the Lib Dems. Oh yeah, the Lib Dems. Uh, yeah. So Vince Cable's going to be leader, isn't he? Uh, you would assume so. Unless they decide to go for Joe Swinson because she's a woman. And it will be literally just because of that. Because she's how, shit. Much, how much more do you think? No, didn't she rule herself out? 
I think she, she, I think she ruled. I think she ruled oh, herself out because no one wants that poison chalice. I mean, let's face it. He'll be Vince you know, Cable. Yeah, he'll be Vince Cable. And the one thing that you can say about leading the Lib Dems is that you are the leader of the Lib Dems. <laughs> you can put that on your business is, cards. You can put that on your business cards. And he can crow as much as he wants about how he fucking uh, predicted the financial crisis. Like every, other, like every can, Marxist did. Yeah, like every Marxist did. And a load of other uh, non-Marxist leftists did. Um, and what did he do about... Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, he went into government with the Tories. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Into to put forward an austerity programme that he knew wouldn't work. Yeah. That wasn't addressing the issue. Yeah. Oh, fucking awful. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I can't... I mean, he's not... He's He seems nice enough, but he's not... He's not yeah, He's not fun. that leader that they want. Very condescending. Oh, yeah. But I find a lot of them very condescending. Well, if you had been right about every absolutely everything in your career as an economist... <laughs> Was he the Lib Dem who made all of his money destabilising the wheat market? Mm. Oh no, that was the um, the gay one. Uh, I can't Tim Farron. <laughs> I can't remember his name now. It's going to really annoy me. But he made a load of money on um, de- and on on the stock market. But he was part of the investment fund that destabilised the wheat market in like the nineties. <laughs> Seriously, I don't, I don't remember that one. It's going to really annoy me. He had to. He lost his. He had to like stand down for some other reason. I think it might have been to do with being gay. Or rumours of gay. Or maybe I'm just... Maybe are the, Lib Dems are, the Lib Dems are constantly linked now with like an upcoming gay, <coughs> an upcoming gay scandal because Tim Farron is so obviously in the closet. Not that any gay person I know would want him on their team. No, he didn't resign. He resigned to spend more time pouring bottles of milk into frog ponds <laughs> to de-gayify the water. <laughs> milk do that. Yes. All right then. Let's say yes. <laughs> there are two images I think of with Tim Farron. One is him posing with a bottle of milk. Looking like he's One about to him, cry. Yeah, well, he always looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. The other is talking about water in the making the frogs gay. It's yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the week. Isn't that's it? the week. Yeah. So I mean, Grenfell Tower really. Fu- I was a lot more on edge. Mm. When after it had actually happened. Oh yeah, you were sending me some very angry, drunken messages. Yeah, very, very angry. It just, I, it, I've, I've been through the housing mill over the last like since I've been an adult. Yeah. And it's not the same. I've never had anywhere burned down, but I've been in plenty of shitty flats and. Yeah, that place in Brum. And yeah, and that area, like I know not very well, but reasonably well. My mum grew up around there, and uh, my family grew up around there, and it's just, it's like. How it's just people saying how could this ever happen? It's like it's fucking really yeah. obvious if you well, people just have been it was going to happen for if a you long time. Just take off your goggles for just a fucking minute. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we've been through that. Mm. Yeah. So Hugh, yes, can you make me forget all of these troubles? I can give you a giggle. Go on then. Okay, so I've got a selection mm-hmm. from very good Twitter account, mm-hmm. right wing bios. Ooh. Okay. So, if you're not familiar with Twitter, you have <laughs> a little bio at the top of the page, which mm-hmm. is a description of yourself, fully getting yourself across mm-hmm. to the world. Mm-hmm. And right-wingers ones tend to be just... Because they tend to be a bit older and they don't really understand how it works. It's just a kind of jumble of... <laughs> yeah. So, okay, here we go. UKIP voter, Nigel Farage supporter, leave EU, ban Sharia law, hate racism, but do not want my country to become Islamified, chemtrails, question <laughs> mark? <laughs> There's so much to unpack. There is. UKIP loving, Nigel Farage supporting, distinct, <laughs> distinct things there. Chemtrails? Chemtrails, question mark? Is that, uh, do you want some chemtrails? I think he does. Or is he offering chemtrails? <laughs> he's got, he's got want, them for sale. He's got some shady chemtrails. He's offering out the back of a van. <laughs> um, UKIP and Spurs supporter against immigration. Uh-huh. Luckily living in a typical Spanish inland village in Andalusia. <laughs> I just can't. I know. It's, so, it's, it's such an easy own goal. I know. Is all of the really hardcore anti-immigration people massive who live in Spain. <laughs> they all feel, read like, either, like they're of a massive cell phones or they're drill tweets. Um... <laughs> Loves West Ham, cocaine, and the craze. Dislikes Islam and Andrew the hipster. Andrew the hipster. Is that a person or is it a construct? He's made up in his mind. Well, some kind of you know Tibetan. 
Well, like the con- like a, a Tibetan <laughs> fort form. A, a Tibetan like fort his, form. Like his, like his, like his <laughs> imagined version of the craze in Islam. <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what, Ronnie Cray, right, if he was over here, he would have sorted out them Islams. Yes, he would have. In a second, he would have gone, boom, boom, <laughs> like that scene in Legend. It goes in a pub. Arsenal till I die. Yid hater. English and proud. Yeesh. Proud to be British. God save the Queen, in exclamation, in um, capital letters. Ex-serviceman, casuals, EIE. Don't know what that is. EIE? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's it. But yeah, I assume the Yid hater thing is more about Tottenham. I assume it's more about Jews. Spurs, but yeah. you can never tell. No, not really. But it's just, <laughs> is it, how many times did he say that he really, really loved being British? Um, twice. <laughs> and God Save the Queen. And God Save the Queen. It's like, well, you know. We kind of assume there's no there's no inference from any of these. They feel the need to get every little bit. Yeah. No, no, no. I love being British, yeah. and I'm English to my core, and I love the Queen, mm. and I've got a Union Jack, and I've got voting Conservative, <laughs> and I've got like vote leave. a pinned vote Leave uh, banner on the top of my thing, and I've got that front cover of Charlie Hebdo. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I distrust the left so much, I replace my left eye with a poppy. It's like you know we know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> people we got can that. Tell. We got everything about you. People... From the swastika on <laughs> Twitter avatar. The swastika tattooed to the back of your head. <laughs> and it's, it, there's no, there's no subtlety to it. No. That's what um, I hated. Liverpool fan, ex-military and police. Mm-hmm. Not homophobic, but it's too much in our faces. Not racist, but I've seen it as a white person in Africa. <laughs> I- um, this is a good one. This is all capital letters. Oh, okay. UKIP, English proud to be, West Ham FC, no to EU, East End boy now in Essex, want my fucking country back, time for war is upon us all. <laughs> Seems like a kind of note that you'd leave before driving a van into a side of a mosque. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it has a sort of poetic quality early on. English proud to be, like a haiku. Or yeah. English proud to be. <laughs> Um, true Thatcherite Tory hate all things Labour and Jihadi Jez love the Royals Levy U James Wharton Northern Powerhouse huge Villa fan <laughs> it's communication at it's rawest yeah you know every every this is what this is, it would be a bot you know if yeah. I didn't know that that's absolutely 100% human it would be a bot because you could just program the same phrases in <laughs> This is another one in all capital letters. Mm-hmm. Non-PC, support UKIP and sensible politics, hate Daesh, benefit cheats, the EU, extremists, like classical country, Sinatra, funk, rock, and free speech. <laughs> Standard Prince It's fan. just like likes and likes and ha- likes and dislikes. Uh, we yeah. need to know that more than your political views. Yeah. What, what do you like? Oh. I- I'm English, not British or European. Get me out of here. Hashtag Brexit. Bristol City swears when drinking and he left. <laughs> They're just... It's the things that people choose to highlight about the pro- about the person they want to be. Like, they're doing it on Twitter. Um, and admittedly, I think they're... Men might be the people that's kind of people. Because right, like, left-wingers tend to have, like... They've gone through a certain amount of introspection to kind of put themselves in the position where they where they do advocate like socialism or, mm. or, or leftism, I think you do have to think about it a little bit. And there is obviously a little bit of like self-loathing, not over being socialist, but you've had to take a hard look at things that have gone yeah, on in your life and you've suffered of self-criticism. a bit as self-criticism and things like that. Um, it's just, it's all on the surface. It's like... Yeah. Um, racist, bigot, homophobe, transphobe, nativist, Islamophobe, nationalist, Third Reich enthusiast. Again... <laughs> that's more than I needed. Yeah. I can I can link the I can link the dots. <laughs> you could have taken out nationalist, or you could have taken out. I mean, the Third Reich enthusiast, Nativist, obviously, though. very important. Nativist. Na- Na- I hear that much. Yeah, that's an, that's like more an American thing. Yeah. Um, here's a nice small one. Not your average party guy. Winking face, winking smile emoji. Heil Hitler. <laughs> um, Not your average gal lighter. <laughs> smiley face. Heart emoticon. <laughs> Unapologetic National Socialist, 
National Socialist. Well, I mean, you'd have to be. <laughs> I don't remember the National Socialists who were that apologetic. Yeah. To be honest, you're either with us or you're against us. Which is white? Which is it, white people? Heil Hitler, love National Socialism. <laughs> um, love England, love beer, love Chelsea. Hate cunts not from London. Leave our city to us. UKIP or BNP, whatever gets rid of the immigrants. Um, I'm here to wreck cultural Marxist degeneracy and drink Jaeger, and I'm all out of Jaeger. <laughs> oh, God, how dare you? Yep. Um, Appropriate yeah. that beautiful phrase. Oh, come for the piss take, stay for the banter. Love Europe, fuck EU. Socialism and communism is the product of a diseased, lazy mind. Mong magnet. <laughs> um, I think you've set yourself up for that one, mate. <laughs> Fuck Muslims, fuck Celtic, fuck Arsenal, fuck pedos. Okay, alright. Libertarian. Uh-huh. Vapour. Seeking liberty and freedom. Capitalism creates jobs the government doesn't. Vaporous, vaporversary, the f- um, 4th of January 2012. I just He felt the need to say libertarian and vapour, which, you know, I use an e-cigarette, but that is almost synonymous in my mind now with people who call themselves vapors as like a lifestyle choice or a hobby. Yeah. But he felt the need to go back to it. Mm. <laughs> um, Pro-Israel, pro-Tibet, pro-Kurdistan, UKIP, anti-EU, Thatcherite, all views my own, drywall specialist, Ibiza! <laughs> that was just great, that one. And then Put himself in a complex geopolitical situation there. Yeah. Pro-Kurdistan, pro-Tibet, uh, pro-Israel. Um, and then finally, one that just sums up all of them, really. I'm not racist, you cunt. I'm fucking honest. They're all honest. Yeah, right-wing people on Twitter are really weird. They're a weird group of people. I think it's because they're a bit. They are a bit older. Yeah. They they, they don't fully they don't fully get online communication because they've only come to it in. Oh yeah, there's some really there's some weird old people on Twitter who've like all their pictures are. Their faces, either read from cirrhosis or the Spanish sun, complaining <laughs> about the EU and complaining about how right wing the BBC is when all they watch is I don't know Eurosport, <laughs> and I assume old old copies of like Last of the Summer Wine. Is it still be, is it still on Last of the Summer Wine? Uh, I don't know actually. I know Peter Salas died a couple yeah. of weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah. Voice of Wallace. That's the last thing I heard about. Last <laughs> of Summer Wine. Yeah. They got so old they started replacing their old people with just the next generation of old people. So by the end it had like, you know, Bradley Walsh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's us for the week. That's us. That's episode 17. Um, yeah. Next week it will be colder. It won't be. It will be. It won't be. It will be. It has to be. Like, because otherwise we're all going to die. <laughs> all right that's it yeah. um yeah so as usual uh subscribe to us on itunes we don't talk about the weather or uh follow us at wdtatw underscore podcast follow me at bm bergamo and follow hugh at tanner smashing yep. and leave a review anything like that that you might want to do yeah yeah thanks guys all right thanks bye, bye.
mind of evaporate, I scarce that dry. I wouldn't mind to live forever in a dream. If my thirst had only let me quench, and not with fever or ginger ale. I want real stuff Since they amputated my 